One nothing raised the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone. Mitchell looks for 70. <laughs> a sight to behold. He can't stop smiling, Brad. He was playing just fantastic <laughs> basketball. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Are you ready? For the We Like Sports podcast, stay tuned and hear the latest on what the crew has to say regarding the latest sports topics nationally and locally. Make sure to check out WeLikeSportsPC.com and to subscribe on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC. And welcome to the We Like Sports Show. I'm your host, Ed in Columbus, with my host, Keith Allen. How's it going, Keith? Doing pretty good. How you doing? Well, as we all know, I'm a big Browns fan, as yourself is as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a tough one yesterday, but uh, we'll get into that. I just, I guess, you know, I want to say this, uh, you know, welcome to all our fans out there that, you know, we like sports and, you know, whatever sport you like or whatever team you like, we're glad that you joined in. But I want to say this, Keith, today is the sports equinox. You know, that means it's the only day in 2023 that all four major sports, hockey, basketball, baseball, That's and football, true. will be played today in only the 29th time ever that this has happened. So happy Sports Equinox uh, Day to all those that love your teams and whatever sport. Hey, today's your day, right? Yes, sir. You can watch all four. All four of them. That's right. Also, there's sad uh, news to report uh, in the world of hockey. I, I saw this. This was uh, reported to me by Peyton Vince. He sent this to me today, and then I heard it on the way home on uh, WBNS, uh, the fan in Columbus. But um, I, I guess overseas, they, they play hockey in England. That go good for them. I'm glad the sports, you know, it's, it's big around the world. But uh, I, you know, in England, that they have a team, and uh, the Nottingham Panthers. They're playing the Sheffield Steelers. Okay. Yeah. But um, uh, I guess Adam Johnson uh, played for the Panthers, and he actually uh, passed away uh, a tragic accident on the ice where a skate really? got him in the neck, I guess. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I know. When, when you hear about it, you're just – my first reaction, what? And, you know, with this being, you know, spooky season and everything, I, I thought at first maybe somebody was just kind of, you know, mm. saying something. I guess it's, it's the truth, and so um, – prayers and everybody and everything go out to adam johnson's family i guess he's from minnesota so he's an american playing across the pond over in england uh playing hockey and unfortunately uh tragedy had struck him and and for his family so yeah i had to get that out there because i mean it is big news and i guess what they're going to do is go to they got throat guards i guess in hockey i mean it was a long time before they actually got helmets in hockey and uh whatever he was a played for the islanders and he he never wore a helmet you see the old footage of it and i guess they're gonna go to throw cards makes sense i mean you would think i i, I would want to have a, a skate to, to the neck but um you know that, that's just me but i'm very dainty and, and very weak to begin with so i, I would oh. definitely get all the uh, equipment and padding possible out there prayers and condolences yeah I, I know i don't even i don't keep there's some things in life when you hear get a story and you got to break i don't even know what to say about such a, a tragic mm. event such as that. I mean, you see it in baseball, you know, going back to the, when the Yankees and uh, Indians at the time played and and, and, and the, there was a, a death or whatever when the pitcher hit one of our uh, Cleveland Indians. 
and, and he yeah, passed away. back in 1920. That's that's right, 1920. Yeah, Ray, Ch- Ray Chapman got killed. Ray Chapman, yeah, yeah, Ray Ch- yep. yeah. So that uh, yeah, so I mean, obviously, in any sport, there can there can be tragedies. I just you know, I'd never seen or heard of something like that in, in hockey, but uh, so so I guess. Uh, like I said, prayers and condolences. You said it best, Keith, and I'm rambling on. So maybe it's time for me to move on uh, from that one. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, it's Halloween time too. Trick I know that's the thing. And I watch. Okay, so here's the thing. So I, I did. I, I have Peacock, and I, I did watch that Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, I, my son was into Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, got him the toys back when he was like five or six, the little figurines and things like that. But I had no idea what what the movie was about or whatever. But I checked me that either. out over. Yeah, and I checked that out on Peacock and. Very strange story, and what? Um, yeah, and it's weird. Very, very <laughs> it's so weird. I couldn't. I tried to watch it. I couldn't get into it. You know, it's crazy. I haven't really watched no scary movies this year. Oh, during okay. the Halloween well, season. Okay. Well, you know, we'll do this real quick. What is your favorite? Give me top top three scary movies of all time, Keith Allen. Top three scary movies. Your, fa- your personal say, favorite. Your, yeah. Okay. Your I would have to say. At number three, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Got it, Freddy. Yep. Number two. Mm, number two, number two, number two, number two, number two. It's this one. I cannot remember the name of it, but they went to this remote area, and it was dude was a clown. No. And there's a little town where they just terrorize people. Oh, I can't okay. remember the name of it though. Okay. Oh man. And number three and number one. Oh God, I had the movie right on my mind. Number one, what I said, Nightmare on Elm Street for number three, right? Yeah, right. Now the movie be number two, and number one, hmm, the first Halloween. First Halloween, Michael Myers, Jamie Very Lee Curtis. Very first Halloween, yeah. yes. That was, that, was, that was a good one. You can't argue with the classic right there. I remember my father took me took me and my sister to go. We was little kids. Um, <laughs> we probably uh, had no business going to see that movie, but we would well, go see it anyway. Probably not. I remember first uh, Halloween. Wow, wow. I remember my mom would always let me you know, watch Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. and I was probably about six or seven. Like I said, you know, every every parenting style is a little bit different. It made me grow yes. up quicker. But, you know, nothing was a scarier than being a Cleveland <laughs> Browns fan. So, you uh, know, having to deal with them every oh. Sunday, you can't get much scarier than that. So she was probably doing me a favor, making me tougher. So uh, shout that's out to my probably, That's probably the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame flick. That keeps going on every year. Yeah, it, and it gets scarier every, every version of it every you, you think that you know the original is always the best and you know with this with the cleveland browns it's it's always you know keeps getting i don't know if it's getting better but it definitely is getting scarier i will say that i will say that but uh we do have a special guest on today and i want to welcome him in a, in a minute uh okay. ashton nix uh when we talk a little bit of rangers baseball in the world series and i can't wait to, I, I i got my guardians hat on and you know one thing about uh baseball it's, it's one of those things where you know what? If your team's you know making a postseason run, I got a hat I could wear. No, I know. No, we're not doing that. Yeah, I just want to say this. Yes, we all know, <laughs> Keith. You are a Yankees fan. We're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Today, I got a hat I could wear. <laughs> we're not. We're not going to do that. You know do, what we'll do? do you know what do, we will do right before. Or I got a jersey I could put on for the month no, of October. You don't, you don't have to do that. <laughs> don't have, you know what we will right do? Now. 
no. This what we'll do happen. before then is we'll get into some break. This is Eddie Columbus with your We Like Sports. Breaking news. That's okay. right. They say New York, New York, a city so nice they named it twice. Well, yesterday, New York Jets versus New York Giants, a game so bad mm-hmm. they played it in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. R- reports are circulating that the University of Michigan has pulled a new contract extension to head football coach Jim Harbaugh amid the sign-stealing allegations. Don't worry, Jim. I know a place in Ann Arbor where you can afford to buy the hamburgers, but remember, cheese is extra. And finally, word out of La La Land is that Kelly Stafford, wife of Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford, is upset at because at a recent Rams game, rapper Blueface brought in strippers into SoFi Stadium as part of his proposal to his girlfriend, Jaden Alexis. Hey, Karen, mm. I mean, Kelly, making it rain beats watching your husband throw for meaningless yards and a loss. Guess you mm. won't be invited mm-hmm. to the wedding. And this is Eddie Columbus with you. We like sports. Breaking news. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> that one. otherwise that Jim Harbaugh will be in the league next year. In That's other right. words. That's right. Well, you know, without further ado, let's bring on our special guest, uh, talk a little Rangers and World Series. Welcome to the show, Ashton Nix. What's up, my guy? Hey, guys. What's going on? Hey, what's going well, on, you know Ashton? What? You tell us. you got to be excited because the Texas Rangers are once again back in the World Series, first time since 2011 when they went back-to-back in 2010 and 2011. And I will say one thing. I remember watching the World Series, David Freeze. I know that's probably a name that's uh, – yeah, you yeah. know what? I remember mm. watching that they were one, one, you know what? The, the Indians were two outs away in 97. Still breaks my heart. October 26th. That's a day that will live in infamy, infamy in my, my sports realm. But I know you guys were, I think it was one pitch away basically from winning it. In um, multiple times. Yes. Yeah. So that one, that one's got a sting. I remember Ron Washington being your skipper and everything, but uh, you got a pretty good one. And Bruce Bochy brought him over, you know, got three world series titles with the giants. I don't think you could have found a better candidate to take over that managerial job. So, you know what? You're the expert on it. You tell us about the uh, Texas Rangers that got game three tonight. Give us a little preview. Tell us how excited you are and, and anything you want to tell us about the fandom of being a Texas Rangers uh, fan. Uh, well, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head there with Bochi. That's people ask me, what is the difference? I mean, is it, you know, adding the pitching and um, the pro- production you're getting from your rookies or whatever it is? Uh, yeah, that all plays a part, but I think the main difference in this team is bringing Bruce Bucci on. Um, not a whole lot of playoff experience on this team outside, of course, Scherzer has it and uh, and Seager does, but a lot of uh, young guys, a lot of new guys um, that I think Bruce Bucci has been able to uh, put this team together, especially in how this season has gone where they'll win 15, 16 of 20, and then they'll lose 10 to 12. And then they come right back. There were multiple times during the season we thought, okay, well, they had a good run. We knew they were probably a year away from this. And now we're seeing the real Rangers. Uh, And then they just come back. They're just so resilient. Uh, And part of that is twice during the playoffs. uh, One, when they lost the the division on the last game, last day of the season, and we thought, ah, there's no way they, you know, they come back from that. At least they made the playoffs. We'll see. Um, and then they drive all the way to Houston without losing, go up 2-0, and then lose three straight. And we thought, okay, that's it. Um, at least they made it this far. They're going to make it, you know, late into an ALCS. And then they, on the road, go to Houston, win games six and seven. And uh, hopefully we don't have anything else they have to be resilient from in this in this series, but you never know. But yeah, we're, we're really excited uh, here in Texas. 
Well, we want to thank you, you know, as a Major League Baseball fan, the fact that you guys took down the Houston uh, Chiefstros, as, as we call them, you know, uh, you know that, that was nice. You know, but you're right, to lose the division basically on the last day to them, and then, you know, that heartbreaking loss and what was that, game five, or when, when they hit the three-run, Altuve hit the home run. I yeah, mean, Altuve, it being Altuve made it a little worse. And, yeah. and what was funny is no other game in that series that I can think of was even close. Rangers were blowing out the Astros. Right. Astros were blowing. Yeah. It was that one game, yep. and we thought, you know, oh. we had it. It had to be Altuve to do it, too. Yeah, but, you know, all of them. All of them. You know, I'll say one thing, too, with with, with Texas now going to, to Arizona to play. Do you guys feel like the, the Rangers are just more comfortable playing away from Globe Life uh, Field? Because it seems like, you know, in the Houston series, obviously you win games in six and seven on the road. But you guys have not been exactly uh, – you know, at your best at home and you guys seem to go on the road and you guys, you, especially your offense, you guys definitely dial it up. I think it was 11 runs. Yeah. In the nine. I mean, you guys definitely bring out the sticks when you, when you go on the road and, and hoping that uh, translates over to Arizona tonight. Is that, I mean, you got Scherzer on the mound uh, tonight. So uh, what are you, mm-hmm. what are you expecting tonight? Some offensive fireworks or you think it's going to be a close game uh, or low scoring, I should say. Yeah. Um, I think we tend to do better in, you know, the high scoring games. Um, Low scoring is a little, you know, more comfortable, but at the same time, um, I think our bats have been able to do a lot better of keeping up with our pitching, giving up runs rather than vice versa. Right, right. Uh, as you saw in game two, we just couldn't get anything going. Um, and then the pitching just couldn't hold out. Uh, but I don't know what it is. It's just so illogical that they just do so much better, or they have been doing so right. much better on the road. Right. Uh, we, uh, Globe Life Field is a hitter's park. I mean, technically mm-hmm. so uh you want yeah you wonder why but uh outside of you know the series where you have home field advantage or you had home field advantage you're kind of thinking that, that this is a good thing but now i don't know what to expect i mean they still have not lost a game on the roads right, <laughs> right. Let, let's let's run with it uh as scherzer goes i mean i'm excited to see what he can do um he's been struggling whether it's say hey he's getting older he's coming off injury whatever you want to whatever you want to say but i think i mean you could see uh that first game he come he comes back uh any other pitcher who's you know not at scherzer's level does not even come back in the playoffs right you just say you know, i mean he was ready i i don't think you know give the time and give the the simulated games which are not right they're real not. games but right. any other situation you're like yes it's time let's let's move him on but you typically don't have that go to hey it's game three of the ALCS let's go uh, so there's a lot of a lot of intensity there but you know he had a rocky first start his second start back from injury there was improvements and I'm thinking through this bullpen you already used Evaldi Montgomery yeah. I mean there's nobody else I personally would rather use Scherzer right now okay okay what um I I guess tell us about you know I, I love um Adolis Garcia and what he's done mm-hmm. and what he's brought to baseball this postseason. Can you talk to our audience about the the energy he brings to this Texas Rangers lineup and, and what he's meant for you guys because he's been the heart and soul and obviously we saw that in Game One with the, the game winner and you know and everything and it's just it's just so much fun to, to watch him just kind of you know put his name out out for because I'll be honest with you and especially with with baseball you know if you would ask me in the '90s I could name five players from every team and you know nowadays with baseball it's, it's a little bit you know harder to, you know you yeah. name me a team. 
I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But he's definitely taking the spotlight and run with it this postseason. I think that's fun. So let our audience know about what kind of what kind of player he is throughout the whole season, but especially these last, in, the, in the postseason, what he's meant for the Rangers. Well, it's nice that he's getting that national recognition now, uh, right now. Um, here in Texas, I mean, he, he had an outstanding rookie year, uh, nearly winning rookie of the year that time. He was favored mm-hmm. most, most of the year. He uh, obviously has a big bat. Um, his nickname, El Bombe, you, you I love think it. is like, love like it. a bomb, you know, hitting bombs. But it's really <laughs> like, light bulb. It's It translates to light bulb in Spanish. Um, <laughs> funny enough, that was that's just been his nickname for so long. Uh, and a lot of people are kind of learning. I never knew what that meant. Until, I didn't either. Thanks for know, educating he, me. <laughs> I didn't learn this till last mm-hmm. week. Uh, you know, that that that's what's fun about some of these players. When you know they're good, you know, you know, they're – I wouldn't call them a household name in Texas before this series. Right. But if you're a Rangers fan, you knew him. Okay. Um, he's he's kind of been on the uptick. You know, you got him from yes. St. Louis for nothing. Um, and then it's it's fun to to get these names that you you've seen for years and years over the last probably three years, uh, and now they're in the national spotlight. And it's just fun outside of you know Seeger, Simeon, Degrom, Scherzer. Uh, it's fun to get some of these other names on our roster out there. Wow! I mean, like I said, um, talk to us also too. Like, um, Globe, have you been to Globe Life Field? Yes. Okay, because like, okay, so here's the deal. So in in Cleveland, I remember in in 1994 when we opened up Jacobs Field, you guys opened up the ballpark in Arlington. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're doing some renovations on on Progressive Field now, as it's called. And then you guys just got a brand new stadium, you know. But is it basically was was the reason why you guys got that brand new stadium in Arlington uh, was because, you know, you guys need you guys you guys need a roof on your stadium in, in this hot summer. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, that I mean, that's pretty much what it is. They uh they've been talking about it for a long time because I mean the ballpark, I call it the ballpark in Arlington still, still, but Mm -hmm. uh, even now it's, it's really not that old. It was 1994. You said, yeah, it's not Um, even 30 years old. Yeah. And you, they looked at putting a roof on there. They looked at extending the roof. So you would have more shade. And for whatever reason, when it came down to it, it was, going to be nearly as much to build a new stadium so that's what they thought let's just build a new stadium and that's what it came down to um and the vote for it ironically came the same year that the cowboy stadium was paid off by the taxpayers oh. so they thought well let's just not change anything let's just keep the it was sales tax and something else uh added to it uh to pay for this stadium and um you know I, personally i like the old stadium better Okay. Uh, it's a beautiful stadium on the inside. The outside, yeah, it kind of looks like it a, looks like, like a warehouse. A, it looks to me like a, a closed grill. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think it's going to age horribly. Uh, it does not look quite like the renderings. It was supposed to be like a translucent uh, glass roof, which kind of yeah, has issues kinda, too in the in, yeah. you know with the Texas sun, but. Either way, it looks a lot uglier outside. But man, I went to that game a couple of games last year. It was nice. It was okay. right in the middle of August. It was seventy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, ironically, it was when uh, there was a lot of uh, power issues, so that we were being told to, you know, so it wasn't seventy-two degrees. They had it up to seventy-six to help with that, but it was still oh, okay. It, it, I'd never been in a baseball. I'd never been at a baseball game in a domed stadium, and it, it was nice. Okay. 
what a question like what like i i know like with with houston and 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 dallas and, and things like that the air the two different areas is it a big rivalry with the with the astros and rangers like between the fans like you know obviously you guys are fighting for the division the whole year you got you know texas same record but you lost out because we lost the head-to-head and then you play them in the alcs so what was it like between you know was there a lot of smack talking between the fan bases or, and everything or or how was that was that kind of fun to, to and especially beating them as a Rangers fan to beat them and like i said uh thank you on behalf of major league baseball for doing so yes sir <laughs> um really before this year it wasn't a huge rivalry um i'll probably i'll just go out and guess that the rangers and astros have never been in the playoffs at the same time uh yeah. because you know obviously before this year since 2017 it's when the astros won stuff. the world series yeah, Rangers hadn't made the playoffs since 2016. So okay. they we were on the downtrend, they were in the uptrend, so they were kind of like we were kind of like baby brother to them. And before that, it was the exact opposite because in the early 2010s the Astros were so bad. Right. And the Rangers were going to the playoffs mm-hmm. in a couple of World Series and that's kind of how it's been back and forth is one team's pretty good, the other team's not so good. Um and and neither team until the Astros won a couple of World Series are really big baseball. You know, yeah. you know, these huge, I mean, huge markets. I mean, Houston and DFW yeah. are fourth and fifth biggest in the country, right behind Chicago yeah. and LA. Um, but for baseball, we just hadn't had that success until the Astros finally uh, broke through and, and won a couple of World Series. So, yeah, going into this series, there was, and even up until the end, because we kind of gave away this, the um, uh, the division, and there was, a, I saw a bunch of memes going on, like, hey, here's Globe Life Field. It's free to play in the playoffs because Rangers aren't going to be there. Oh, uh, and a lot of back and forth, which I'd never seen. Like, I have an Astros hat. Like, I kind of, they kind of been like my second team most uh-huh. of my life. Uh, and now all of a sudden, it's kind of fun. It's this rivalry back and forth. They're calling us uh, South Oklahoma. We're calling them oh, uh, nice. Armpit of Texas. Nice. Uh, we, we've had the rivalry in football and a little bit in basketball too, because you know the Mavericks and, and Rockets have been fairly successful. Uh, but it's it's a whole new avenue we're going down. It's it's pretty fun, and and I'm glad that the series went to seven games, win or lose. Right. Uh, of course, it's better to win, but it was a fun series to deal with. And um, knock on wood that both teams are really competitive next year. It's gonna be it's gonna be really fun as well. And hopefully we have a World Series. Right. Ad, that now that's yeah. what they're saying as well. Right. We have two. Y'all have none. So, you know. <laughs> what would a World Series uh, mean to the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Like, I mean, you would you know, because obviously you've had the Mavericks when you – I mean, the Cowboys haven't won since 96, but it's always going to be yeah. a Cowboys, mm-hmm. you know, just like in Cleveland. It's all, it's a Brownstown and NFL kind yes, of rules. Cowboys, but what so. would – I mean, obviously with all the, yeah. the near misses that you had in 2010 and 2011, obviously, what would it mean for the Dallas-Fort Worth area to have that – World Series because I, as a Cleveland Guardians Indians fan, you know, it, it breaks my heart losing two game sevens in 97 and 2016 in extra innings, the only franchise to do that. So I'm still waiting since 1948. My parents were born in 1949, so they even missed the boat by one year. They have a full generation off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, I saw what Boston did after 86 years. And, you know, obviously the Rangers, you know, they've never won, uh, you know, World Series, and but they're, they're on the precipice of doing so. So what would it mean for, for the Rangers and, and, and the city itself? Because I'm always for the, you know, it's one thing about the organization, the players are rich and, and, and you know, the owners are billionaires and I get that. But what does that mean to the, the, the fans, you know, especially in era? That's what I'm most particular intrigued about. Yeah, it's the uh, only major sport that we don't have a championship in. I mean, and they've all been relatively recent, the Cowboys in 96, but it, most people remember the Cowboys winning and 
right and being cowboys for the most part are pretty successful uh making the playoffs a lot and winning a lot it's not like the rangers where they'll go on a five-year stretch and then they'll be off you know right um and, and the mavericks it, it, it was a big deal because before that there were a lot of mavericks fans it was a good you know uh a, a good team because they hadn't been to the playoffs like 20 something straight years and then they finally break through it. And, and then we saw a little bit of it because it's hard to see now because it kind of came out of nowhere. And now a bunch of Rangers fans are coming, not, not necessarily bandwagon fans, but people who are Rangers fans that just mm-hmm. aren't diehard baseball fans coming out. Oh, uh, trust me, we got I know. To see it. Yeah, yeah. You know that. You know all about Yankees fans too. Um, <laughs> Yankees but, fans, Guardians, Indians fans. I, I, I think that's about major a lot about cities and stuff like that. You get you get that city yeah. pride, but also too like you know maybe not, but but they want to support their their city and, and stuff like that. And, there's, and I always say, hey, the bandwagon, the more the merrier because that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. that that's what makes most of the fans because you really only have your diehard fans when your team sucks, right? Exactly, you know? and yep. and only few. I mean, the Cowboys, the Yankees, the Lakers will still sell out even if they suck, but you know most teams don't. Um, but we got to see because after they made the world series in 2010 and got the hype going, they came right back in 2011. Uh, it was ridiculous selling out every game. And even it, it stretched on to 2012 and 2013, they were still making the playoffs. Um, and obviously in 2011, that, that was oh, that, devastating. That my heart for you guys. Um, if, if, you. if it would have been like 2010 or yeah, we were here, we lost in five games. I don't think this year, because this year people keep talking about 2011. Bill Trey came out and said, mm. Man, if they win the championship, that'll make up for 2011. Wow! You know, A yeah. Rod is cheering for the Rangers right now. Wow! Uh, <laughs> it's uh, all, all I remember. It feels like about, it's time to go ahead. Sorry. All I remember about 2011 is because I got people that stay in St. Louis, and they was rooting for St. Louis, and they asked me who I was rooting for. I was like, I'm rooting for Texas, yeah. American League. Yeah. Can't stand the Cardinals. <laughs> and then yeah. every time when it seemed like. Texas had them on the ropes, mm. was about to deliver the death blow. These dudes come back like Jason. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah oh, and it was freeze God. both times with key hits. Yes. And, uh, and Nelson Cruz not, not making, I mean, a very difficult catch. But uh, really, it was uh, what's devastating about that is like Josh Hamilton's legacy. Oh yeah, because he had yeah. a pulled groin in that. He'd pulled his groin in that game and stayed in and hit a two-run home run. I don't know if it's in the ninth inning or extra innings, but he, he could he barely get game. around the bases. Yeah, and if if they win that game, Josh Hamilton has the game-winning home run, likely the oh. MVP. I was just injured. His that. legacy's just yes. cemented, and unfortunately for him, it didn't uh, work out much longer after that. So uh, that's that's another one of the obviously not winning the championship, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's like shaking up a, a, a Coke bottle and you're just waiting waiting for it to explode. And it just um, it came out of nowhere. And we're hoping this year we, we can get over the top. So what, what, what you know, going, you know, I, I, what were the experts? Now, I saw like in the power, the ESPN power rankings, they had like you guys 16th and Arizona was like 21st or something like, you know, they, they went back and showed kind of what the, you know, preseason kind of predictions were. But, well, you know, you and, and then maybe, you know, Talk to us about like what what the 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 DFW area thought of what the Rangers were going to be this year because obviously I don't think anybody thought World Series but it's baseball you never know but so I mean 
what were your realistic expectations? And then what are your expectations in these next uh, couple games in the World Series? Uh, my personal expectations were before the game, the season started, I said there were you know 82 to 85 wins and maybe Ooh, sneak wait. into a playoff spot, depending on how everything goes. I mean, honestly, not that I was being, uh, hey, one more year they'll be in the World Series, but I was saying, hey, they'd be serious contenders in about a year. Okay. Uh, because they go from losing 100 games to they get Simeon and Seager. Uh, and they actually improved more that year than I thought they would. Uh, and then they go from 70-something wins to 90 wins. And you don't really see jumps like that. And really, they didn't get any superstars outside of DeGrom, who obviously didn't have a huge impact. Uh, mm-hmm. But you have uh, uh, Josh Young come up and, and just yes. pretty much play out of his mind. Corey Seager was injured a lot this year, but he, he played out of his mind. Uh, Simeon had, you know, led the league in hits. He's struggling now, but uh, he played great. You had five starting all-stars, eight total. They played out of their mind and it's not even like everything went like it should have because young even was injured. And there were injuries that led to us going out and getting Scherzer and getting Montgomery at the deadline who turned out to be huge. Um, Obviously, there are pieces here now that if we had them at the beginning of the season might have changed. But I, I think most people were like, yeah, it's a, it's a stretch, but I'm hoping they, they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then they made the playoffs. And then although we kind of expected them to win the division at that point because they'd been up all year, um, as soon as they swept Tampa, I thought, OK, I, of course, I want them to go all the way. But I think that's a successful season because going to Baltimore, I'm like Baltimore's the best team in the AL. I don't know how this is going to turn out. Compete, look good till next year, kind of. But they're playing with house money now, and it's again, it'd be disappointing if they lose. But right, you know, right now it's just exciting. They have a lot of, they have a lot of young players, and even more in the in the farm system coming up. And you know what's crazy? I I was telling it. I was like, truthfully, only teams I fear, like say, if the Guardians or Yankees were the one, was really Texas and Houston. I didn't really yeah. fear Tampa. I didn't because Tampa, the main guy was out due to his troubles. Yeah. And I didn't fear Baltimore as much because they're young, young. Yeah. And I was like, it's either Texas or Houston, for real, for real. Well, I like teams that can, that can you know, I, I, it's just like in the NFL. Where and I didn't fear Minnesota either, so. I, I yeah. like teams that can hit the cover off the ball, and I think that's what the Texas yeah. Rangers can do. And you know, they, yeah. I guess to your point, they got a young, got a lot of young cats that can just just do that, go out there, and you know, who else can put up like eleven nine runs against the Houston Astros Ooh. in game six and seven? Like, I mean, who does that? The Texas Rangers did that, and I think yeah. that hope, you know, and I, that's why I think I I had them to win the series. Now I think it's one one. I think I think. At losing oh game two, I think you guys got him where you want him now because you know all you had to one do was bro. Now, now we have road road field advantage. Yeah, road exactly. Right. You got the and one. Ain't you that got for the, the next three. Game. Ain't that for the next three games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking before, and I and I wasn't. You know, I was talking on one of our other shows, and not not trying to be cocky or anything. But if we expect them to win, we were hoping uh, that they come back in Arlington and do it. So that'd be game six or seven. And I don't want it to go to seven, you know, to have that, you know, yeah, that, that pressure. But, <laughs> but but that's what that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, they can lose two, and that's what I said when they lost game two. I'm like, well, that's one more. You know, we want them to win it in Arlington, right? Just trying to trying to stay positive. 
but no, if, if they uh, can just go it all, go win the next three, win it in, in Arizona, I'll take it. Go jump in the pool, win it in game yeah. nine. You know what I'm saying? Game yeah, five, I'm going to be honest. The Rangers shut me up because I thought they was done. When Houston, mm. when Altuve had beat him in game five. I, I did too. Oh, I thought that was so yeah. heartbreaking. I thought, I thought, done. How do you come over that? They're so demoralizing yeah. and everything. But Bruce Bochy. And, and, and yeah, after the, the Dolis Garcia drama, uh, and really I think that was Dusty Baker genius getting thrown out and just waiting in the dugout and kind of just changing the whole momentum. I don't know if that's what he planned on doing. <laughs> but ever since that happened, it's either going to go one of two ways. You're going to get energized because – uh, Adolis did all that, or the Astros are going to get energized. And as soon as they did that, you're, I, th- I thought it was over too. I'm, I'm thinking they're, they're not even going to win Game Six. That's it. But to their credit, they're a resilient team. Very, very resilient and very fun. Now, are you a big Cowboys fan or anything? Or yes, yes, okay. I am. Well, you know, this is not I'm a level-headed Cowboys fan. Okay, I, fair I enough. I don't, well, I don't know anybody who, who dislikes me for that reason. At least not to my face. <laughs> Okay. My man, I, get, <laughs> I, I I understand. I there's a lot of Cowboys fans that drive me nuts too. So, what do you, what, what are your thoughts about Dak Prescott? Is he underrated, overrated, or just you know what, just where he needs to be? Because uh, it, it depends who you're asking. Because I know a lot of people that think he's one of the best quarterbacks ever. I know people who think he's trash. Uh, I think he takes a lot of a lot of hits because he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, put him in the exact same shoes. If he has the exact same success and struggles he's had, you know, in Cincinnati or some other place, I don't think people really, you know, hey, will hate on him. He'll be pretty. Uh, personally, he's an above-average quarterback who can play out of his mind. Can be a top-five type talent, uh, but. Typically, when you average all out, he's probably like 10, 9, 10 quarterback, top quarterback. Okay. Um, and this team, Dak's good enough to win with the team they kind of have built around him where you have a good mm-hmm. defense, um, just like we saw the other uh, – yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah today's Monday. Just, just like we saw yesterday, he can take over a game if he needs to, uh, but you can't rely on Dak to lead your team and win a Super Bowl. But he, okay. he's good enough. He's good enough as a quarterback. Where if he's not the main reason you're winning a Super Bowl, um, he's he's definitely definitely capable. Okay. Well, what's your defense uh, yeah. in Micah Parsons? I would I, I would say that you got complementary pieces and compl- play complementary football. Where, like you said, basically don't screw it up. And I think that you yeah. Know, he's and then at- you know you play the 49ers and the defense screws it up and yeah. Um, yeah. That's why when you have to come back, you if you. Tell Dak, hey, we're down by 20. We're down by 25 points. Come back. That's when you're going to see the interceptions go up, the turnovers. Um, yeah, if the, the defense can handle it, I mean, Dak can protect the ball. I mean, outside of last season, he's known for protecting the ball. Like right. Touchdown right. interception ratio aren't that yeah. bad. And then last year, some something happened. I don't know. I'm not going to say it wasn't his fault uh, because every quarterback, you know, you you can take a percentage, percentage of their interceptions and say, Receiver didn't catch it. He ran the wrong route because it's it's part of it. Uh, last year, just some weird anomaly, and it looks like outside of the San Francisco game, well, you asked him to come back and be aggressive, but it seems like he's kind of taking care of that a little bit better this year. Yeah. And also, I got a question. Do you think the Cowboys will make a move by tomorrow ahead of the trade deadline? Mm. 
I don't think they're going to make uh, any any crazy moves. They might they might make a couple of uh, moves, maybe get Pollard some help because Pollard Ooh. I think works better in a two running back system. I know um, a guy they could get. What's that? Who's that? Keith, are you throwing out? I know I, Derek I, I, Henry. Oh, you think? Derek, oh, I oh yeah, yeah. That has been rumored. I, Man, I don't, know. I, I, I don't know. If they get Derek Henry. They'll be probably playing Philly in the NFC Championship this year. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the thing with Pollard is you know as a second back he was he was great, averaging six right. seven yards a carry. Uh, but then when you make him the the main guy, you just have to see. And he's done all right this year. But th- that's that's my main thing. If they're going to go out and make a move, it would have to be for running back because that's really your only big flaw. Where Jerry Jones typically doesn't finance the future. <laughs> and give up picks for unless it's a huge move uh, and that would be a pretty big move uh, but yeah. the, i mean the joneses all said that they're not going to do anything but that you know that That's could be negotiating said, there yeah you, know that goes, you never know yeah. yeah absolutely <laughs> you're not going to trust them i mean i just think dak tricky year with romo they all said all year long it's Romo's team. When Romo's ready, he's coming sure back. Did. Of course, what are you going to say too? But uh, <laughs> and, and you just you see what happens. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a move. I'd be surprised if they were able to get Derrick Henry. I, I just right. I just don't know how how much you have to pay for that for a running back who may be well, on his last leg. They want a too. second round. They said they want a second round pick, but I think maybe a third will get a thumbs so. I don't I don't see that. Henry a free agent after this year, right? Isn't yeah. It? Mm. It, it, yeah, because you'd have to resign him. Um, yeah, you got to resign him. I just think Henry is is almost there because running backs don't last very long, and, and he's with the amount of carries he's had the last couple of years and the production he's put in. I can't imagine him being great for for that long, um, that much longer. Because and I then think plus resigning him, and and we know Jerry Jones and resigning running. Back. <laughs> right. I, I don't know if we even nah, wanted to get Jerry Henry and sign him nah. to a four year deal or something. No. Nah. Jerry's got to pay for his Botox. He doesn't. He's got other. Well, yeah. He would be the piece that could put them over the top. He right? now. He yeah. I think he would. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, uh, <laughs> the defense has had a couple of bad games, but I, I still think that defense is a top, you know, five yeah. defense, if not yes. better. I mean, they've they've played like historically great this year, um, even without Diggs. No, I was about but, to say that major blow to the, yeah that with that yeah and the offensive line has been all right. You have a lot of weapons the receiving core. I know people say trade Dak. That's not going to happen anyways. Mm. Uh, even if it was worth it, it wouldn't happen. Be, you'd owe him too much money. That's just unintelligent yeah. thinking. Uh, but yeah, you could you could make a, a quick upgrade at running back. Now let me ask you this: Who do you got next Sunday, Dallas or Philly? Oh man, I can't, can't, I can't pick against the Cowboys after they've won a couple of games. It's hard for me. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised either way. They always, they always play close games. Even, even when you have Hertz was uh, hurt for one game, Dak was hurt for the one game. They didn't even play mm-hmm. against each other, uh, and they still played well, even with backup quarterbacks. Um. I'll say the Cowboys just because the Eagles have been struggling the last couple of games and the Cowboys are kind of getting some momentum back. Ah, but it's in Philly too. 
I always pick, I always pick, I always pick before the season. I say Philly and Dallas will split. Okay. They always do, except was it two years ago or was it last year? It's an anomaly if they don't split. split. Yeah, they'll they'll split, and usually it comes like they'll win on the road. Both teams will win on the road. Uh, I'll take Dallas by three because their kicker, their rookie kicker, just hasn't missed a a kick yet. So I say he gets a couple of kicks and wins it it for him by three. There you go. You heard it first on the We Like Sports. Take the Cowboys. Yes, sir. Yes. How about yeah, them yeah. cowboys? How about them cowboys? How about them cowboys? <laughs> ah man, I hope I hope so because after after San Francisco, everyone's jumping off the bandwagon. If they if they can go to in in Philly and beat the Eagles, we, I we think they're going to be saying Super Bowl. Not yeah. me, not yet. Right. But, but you're, you're, I, yeah, you're. I'm a level headed Cowboys fan. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it, well, in public, like I'll I'll have it in my head thinking they can they can go all the yeah. way, but I'm I'm just not going to go out and say it. That's that goes us a deep playoff run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Are you a Cowboy yeah. fan? Yes, that's my second oh. team. Yeah, I, I, he's like LeBron. He likes the game. He likes you know, the, the Cowboys. You know, I like his reaction. That's what everyone's reaction is. Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan. That's my second team because yeah. I've been like that since hot since elementary school. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll say it about Cowboys fans though, because there's probably more bandwagon fans for the Cowboys than the most teams True. but yeah but True. the real Cowboys fans are are the most loyal fans they get they have to be haven't won in nearly 30 years uh and I'm still I, I may not <laughs> I may not have a lot of confidence in them sometimes but I'm a Cowboys fan regardless I can't Ashton, take team. I tell people all the time up here I tell them I was like Cleveland and Dallas is probably the two more most tortured fan bases in football yeah. In the past 30 years, if you really yeah. think about it, Dallas hasn't done nothing since 96. The Browns ain't done Jack truthfully since 64. Since Bernie Te- and them. Te- since the technically, they, I mean, because this Browns is technically an expansion team. Yes. That's right. what I said. I, I was there. I know they switched the history around and gave it to Baltimore. But yeah, since this new Browns team, they really haven't done anything. Um, Which I want to say this to the NFL about the histories and things like that. What I saw yesterday, and I'm not talking about Will Levis's four touchdowns, good for him and everything like that. But those Houston Oilers uniforms and colors, they belong in Houston. They don't belong in Tennessee. I did a whole podcast about it. Uh, Not about that one particular, but we talked about it, about relocating teams and what history goes where. Uh, Honestly, I don't care that you say Cleveland is an expansion team or isn't the expansion right, team, right. but they have all they had the owner, the front office, the coaches, the players, everyone went there. Um, and honestly, I think they should have just, you know, th- there was a lot of politics involved, why they left and why they came back. Uh, but I think it for for Cleveland Browns fans to be as crazy as they are, I mean, any any home game for for the Browns, you you think they're always in it. You don't you don't right. think that they're yeah. Yeah. more than likely one in eight or or whatever the record right. would be. But mm-hmm. to truly grasp how bad it's been for those fans is look like they'll say they haven't done this since this year. Since this year, like well, it's since they were the the Baltimore Ravens were there. So it's really they got the expansion team and haven't been able to do anything. And it's just gut-wrenching because they haven't 
since the 80s they haven't really been competing right maybe the, the early That's 90s that, yeah they had one year in 94 where they made it but that was it that was it yeah and then baker mayfield has your one playoff well, win yeah. since then yeah yeah, that's that's a, the, you know we one thing about Cleveland is, and you know I'll say this it's it's just like being a Cowboys fan we could be boring we we could be horrible and and just not win and be like you know like when Jacksonville was bad and they're just boring and, and I know they're up and coming but you know you have all these teams that are just boring and they lose the Browns and the Cowboys are TMZ they are always drama they are entertainment yeah. whether you like football or not they are always in the news there's always something even when they lose it's still worth watching because of the drama you know that swirl swirls around the team so i'll, I'll say one thing for sports is entertainment and there's no two <laughs> better franchises when it comes to the national football league than the browns and the cowboys like i said it doesn't translate into lombardi trophies but you know what it sure oh. is good fun entertainment and when you speak of baker mayfield we had the baker bros and now we got the watson warriors and you know everybody you know one thing about in cleveland lately is maybe you see it in dallas like it seems like in dallas they just pile on dak and everybody seems like the, the consensus is it's easy to hate on dak in cleveland no, 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 no. That's not the case. Baker, everybody will go to bat for Baker could, could, could murder somebody in the street in broad daylight and yet people defending him. And, and, and also, too, with Deshaun Watson, you know, he hasn't played $230 million. You know what I'm saying? He could also go murder somebody in the streets and people would still be defending him. In Cleveland, we love to defend our quarterback, even though it's been mid-level play since basically since Bernie Kosar. And yet I, I don't I don't understand it. I kind of wish we were more like Dallas and with you guys. And even when Dak has a good game, I'm sure there's people on the radio calling in saying basically he's a bum and everything like that yeah well there's a split in cowboys fans and and Dak didn't have didn't have the benefit of the doubt because he took over for romo romo um and not one person i don't care what they say not one person would say put romo in that game at the time and i think it was the packers when uh dax rookie when they played in the playoffs Nobody would have said brought Romo back, but hindsight's twenty twenty. You look back, you're like, hey, if you'd have brought Romo back, maybe they make a deep playoff run and win the Super Bowl. Uh, so ever since then, it's been Dak versus Romo, and then uh, all of the Romo lovers and Dak haters still now will say you know, they, they've never had Dak on their side. Um, and then <laughs> there are people who like that that will defend Dak no matter what. And and Dak not uh, the type of quarterback that teams he's going to follow around anyways he's very generic boring a great guy he's not going to do any of that scandalous stuff uh but because he's like i said if he was playing for jacksonville or cincinnati or seattle or right, something right he'd be like okay it's a good quarterback well he'd be like kirk cousins like yeah that, that's what i compare him to like i mean there's a knock against kirk cousins but nobody really hates kirk cousins no, unless no. maybe you're from chicago or green bay or, right. or something um but because he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, he just gets ragged on uh, incessantly. So I typically defend Dak more often because I think he gets a bad rap like that. I'm not saying he's uh, the greatest quarterback in, in history of ever, or yeah. even the Cowboys are, you know, is he better than Troy Aikman? He's got the stats and like completely different eras. Right. But uh, Dak does get, get piled on more than he probably should. And then when he goes out and beats a team, he should against the chargers or the Rams. They say, oh, well, well it, it wasn't yeah. a good team. Oh, they have to dismiss it basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you, yeah. you can't, you can't crap on him when he does terrible and then not give him, <laughs> right. you know, props when he does good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, well, yeah, that was good, but he did this and he overthrew him and he caught up or, you know, it's like, come on, you, nobody does this for any other quarterback. 
outside of maybe that hometown does, you know, rags on that quarterback. But from a national oh. standpoint, uh, Dak gets it worse than anybody. Oh, okay. no. Watson, Watson running a close second up here. Well, he's, he's I mean, from my perspective, I, I don't hear anything bad about Watson. You well, know? you know, up here the thing I, is. But then again, here. I'm hoping, you know, I was disappointed that Houston got so much for him because mm. I thought he was yeah. pretty much done. Anyways, Houston kind of dodged a bullet there. Yeah, they kind of, and they got now they got CJ Stroud. I went to the Ohio State University. That's my alma mater, and I am so proud that CJ Stroud is finally doing the Ohio State University proud in the NFL ranks when it comes to quarterbacking. Because they're not going to Ohio State quarterbacks are they usually are not good like a Justin yeah. Fields. Hey, I'm a long I'm a Longhorns fan. Same same. Okay, all right. So you got you got great, yours. Yeah, great you, quarterbacks, yeah. but they don't. Do, Vince Young might be the yeah recently the the you know the best mm-hmm. NFL quarterback who had one good season. How do you think the Ewers kid, who formerly had him at Ohio, Ohio State, State for a little bit, now he's down How there do you think guys. his game would translate to the NFL? It it's hard to tell. I think, I think pretty well. He's one of the quarterbacks where, you know, if you have a Johnny Manziel type, where he's just running all the field, just by far the best player on the field those players don't typically translate. It's kind of like the mid-level guys and viewers will, will have great games. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh man, he's completing 80% of the passes. He has 300 yards, three touchdowns. I, I, it didn't even right, comprehend right. it. It's right. not like you think, Oh yeah, that's a great game. You have to look at the stats after like, it's pretty good. And then of course they'll have some bad games or whatever. Um, injuries might be a problem. Yeah. He's still hurt. I, yeah. I think he's going to be out another week. Uh, another week or I mean last year he was only supposed to be out a game or two and I think he missed four games um I'm concerned that uh as a Texas fan with Arch Manning sitting in waiting I was gonna ask you about that why are they not playing him over uh, is it Malik uh yeah well Malik is very very good as you saw if you watch the game (laughs) he's very he's a very competent quarterback he's been there you know he's been there for years uh I think the Manning thing might be hey if you don't if he didn't play whatever the certain amount of snaps is, he still can redshirt, uh, which I don't think matters because I think after three years he's gone anyway. Right. And that's what I thought right. Ewers was, and now he gets hurt. Yeah. Like if Ewers comes back, just like last year, he wasn't great right after the injury. He kind of got thrown off. Is Ewers going to leave and go to the NFL? That was the idea. Is yeah. Arch right. Manning sits, Ewers right. plays, Arch Manning comes in for another yep. two years. Uh, I don't yeah. know how that's going to go out, but I think yours will. I think it's going to see Colt McCoy might, you know, be a better example um, where he wasn't quite able to make it as a starting quarterback. He did have some some decent starts, uh, but he was definitely in there as a backup quarterback. I think yours is better than Colt McCoy. Which uh, he sounds a sacrilegious. He's a stronger. Say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, might, he might actually be a better pro than he is a college football player. Uh, he might be. He might. Be. I'm not saying he will be, but he has the potential. He's got. He has a strong. Yeah, arm. I think his game. You know, if if he can, you know, it's difficult when you have injuries back to back years like right. this. I mean, stuff could happen, and you're like, just with quarterbacks, uh, similar injuries with your shoulder. It's it it kind of gets in the back of your head. But if he comes back, he's strong. I, I don't think he's going to have any issue in the NFL. Um, especially if he comes out this year and he's not going to be number one overall, like no, Caleb Williams. If he's right. kind of like a mid round, like maybe a third round pick in a good situation, I think I think he'll do fine. 
I, I don't think he's going to go out there and, you know, win three or four MVPs and win a few Super Bowls. No, but like I said, if, like I said, he might not start until maybe his second or third year, and that might be even better for him too. So. Yeah, like an Andy Dalton-type career. Yeah. Like Andy exactly. Dalton was a really good quarterback. He was really, yeah, exactly. a, a lot of playoff appearances never, you know, never uh, made it for the, the Bengals. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you start – like how many years did he start? Eight, nine, ten years? Yeah. I mean, you're a competent quarterback if you yeah. can last and that it, long. And it all depends where he lands in the draft yeah. and what team he goes to. That's what I'm saying. It's hard. Uh, you go number one overall when you're a quarterback, which I, I like. I know the Cowboys didn't intend to build like this, but they were building an offensive line for Romo. And then they get Dak, and Dak gets put in an amazing position of having the best offensive line. Uh, he had some weapons. They had a decent defense where I'm thinking, if you're a bad team, draft everybody else. Because if you draft a quarterback first, then you have to build around him by the time you get things rolling year three or four. Now you got to pay him forty five. Right, and you don't even know if the quarterback's mm-hmm. developed because he's just been yeah. he's murdered for the first the first three years. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and, and the- then when you draft some of these quarterbacks number one overall, they might just get put in a position where hey, you give them a few years. If it's not working, trade them away and start over. Right. You know, when like well, you're playing for the worst team in the NFL. It's it's going to take some time. And that's, that's what I'm like saying. I'm saying Bryce right? Young. I mean, yeah. You'd have to give him some time if they, if, yeah. if they, I know they yeah. won last week, but he, he looked better. Bryce Young looked better yesterday. They beat uh, the Texans or whatever and beat, beat CJ Stroud. So yeah. he won that head to head matchup. He actually did look more competent and had two touchdowns yeah. and everything. And I, I, I like to see these young quarterback classes coming. You have to have at least two or three. The NFL needs to start building, you know, have, you know, like you look at the 80s and I always go back to the golden era of, of, of quarterbacking and you know you had Troy Aikman come in in 89 and everything but you, every team had a, a competent quarterback and they did for like you know six seven years on that same team and it seems like the NFL we need to start you know getting to the point where every draft class you're getting like you know two three four of these good quarterbacks these young quarterbacks and they can stay with their team and, and you can build your fan bases that way because I, as a Browns fan I've seen plenty of bad quarterbacking play over the years and that's why this Deshaun Watson thing doesn't work out I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do but it's kind of like you, you see these teams and it's just like the struggle Struggle is real. You look at the Bears with Justin Fields, and you're talking about that. And I thought the Bears should have actually traded Justin Fields or, or do something. And, and, and I think they got to move on from him. You know, and I, I would rather. Here's my say. I guess what I'm trying to say is, when you look at somebody like Marvin Harrison Jr. for the Ohio State Buckeyes, you know, you have a team that that's drafting number one, so they're bad. They got a lot of needs and everything like that. I would rather go with the sure thing, you know, you know, and take a player that you know is going to be good for the next 10 to 12 years than, than drafting a quarterback number one. Because even Caleb Williams from USC, I don't know. If, if Notre Dame can make him throw three interceptions and make him not look good, what is the NFL going to do to these quarterbacks? I mean, he's – Notre Dame was a precursor of the pros for Caleb Williams. Yeah, that was like, like a wake-up call. That's right what I'm saying. Like, in, a lot of these quarterbacks, they put up these stats against bad teams, and it's just like in, in, every Sunday in the NFL, there's not really a bad team. I mean, there's some defenses way better than others, but overall, the schemes are more sophisticated and things like that. So if you're a quarterback that gets, gets stuck in South Bend, you know, go, going to Baltimore or going to Dallas or going to Philly, how's that going to work out for you? I'm all for taking the sure thing and then maybe getting your quarterback, even unless it's a sure thing, unless it, it is Peyton Manning or somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, I remember Terry Bradshaw saying something like if if the NFL was like it was back then, he would have never had a career because his rookie year, I don't remember the numbers, but it was something like 10 touchdowns and 20-something interceptions. And John Elway was the same way. He wasn't that yeah. great his rookie year. And, and people mm-hmm. act like 
you know, I think Chicago is a great example. I, I don't know if he's the guy or not, but they act he's like, not, well, he's if, well, he's not yet at this he's point, not. but yeah. you, you act like, well, if you put Tom Brady in there, Peyton Manning, or if they had a competent quarterback, it would all work out great. And that's just not the case. Right. They're a bad team uh, for a reason. They got a lot of bad. You know, yeah. Players. Yeah. Plus, I mean, look at it. Brady wasn't Brady at first. He was just the game manager at first. Yeah. Right. But he had the P that the right. The, the point is that he had the structure have, around him. him. You yeah. can't even be a game manager if you're scrambling for your life and you don't have, yeah. you know, so that's, and that's like that's Chicago what, been trash for the last five, six years for real, for real. Yeah. Well, they yeah. got the number one pick. I think this year they're coming yeah. up. Not they probably get Harrison this year. Junior <laughs> two or whatever. I know they got a top two. You know they got that pick or whatever they traded for. So they'll have a top, two top five pick probably if things work out the way mm-hmm. that they have. And so I, I say take the sure thing. Like like Gus Johnson say Maserati. Take Maserati Martin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. That's how my you know Madden team building mind works like on, on Madden that's how I'll, I'll, I'll draft my quarterback last in a great situation and you have a quarterback on his rookie deal but yeah I mean that th- there's a reason I'm not working as a GM for a team you know um, well some of these GMs you see them and I wonder they spend all that time with all the scouting and stuff and you're thinking to yourself if we just put it on auto draft you could do a lot better than what some of these GMs I think they try to be too cute and, and try to overthink it when you should just take I mean best player at the same point gms are working on like five years into the future you know they yeah you can think okay trade back let's build a team but you know in three years i may not be working here anymore i have to i have to splash now i have to get that quarterback because teams are so terrified of not having a quarterback and and i think i mean i i i like again i like Dak as our quarterback i think he's a franchise quarterback but I think Jerry Jones was terrified of that period between Troy Aikman and Tony Romo, where you mm-hmm. had nothing. You were throwing out Vinny Testaverde and he had Brad one Johnson. Good, he had one good. Yeah, Drew. Yeah, Henson. but Drew I'm Henson. a Testaverde fan because I in my days in Cleveland, he had one. You know, he took oh, us to the playoffs. So I, I and, then, and Drew Bledsoe was in there. Yeah, Romo you know, took over. Tuna, Bill Parcells. Yeah. You think Dak Prescott is the guy? Yes. You're, you're probably not telling him for negotiation. Per, negotiation no, purposes. no, no, no. You're terrible, but Dak. You're we have we have to. You know, Jerry Jones is thinking we have to keep him no matter what because we have a decent team, um, and we don't want to go into the abyss of. Yes. Drafting you don't want to the Cleveland Browns from 1999 until <laughs> you don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't don't. Do that. Yeah. Nearly. I mean, the Cowboys nearly drafted Johnny Manziel. And, he was kind of Ooh. thought of as a pretty sure thing. Yeah. I, you know, as a Browns fan, I like the Johnny Mania. I don't care. I met him. He was at the Brown and Orange scrimmage and at Ohio Stadium. I don't know. I look this way. He won a couple play, a couple of regular season games, and then Mike Pettin benched him for, uh, um, was it McCown or whatever like that. And look, yeah. I say this. I don't care when you draft a quarterback. If you draft a quarterback in the first round and he wins you a game, you don't bench them the next week. You keep right. You keep playing them. I, I don't. I'll never understand that. Well, yeah, there's a lot more to go with that with Johnny Dana. Yeah, you know what? Winner well, lose. If you, lose, if you, okay? winner if lose, you watch lose. his documentary, yeah. I did. Was, he didn't yeah, watch. Was a so really, I think that was more impressive that he was able to function right? a little bit as an NFL quarterback and watch yeah. no game field. The fact that he film. didn't any film study, he partied like he did. You know what? I, I'll, I'll, I'll give him, like you said. I'll give him credit, Ashton, because you know, for him to somewhat be somewhat competent and do things. That I, I yeah. could never do that. I'm sure none of us, you know, what I'm saying for him, I don't know. So I give I give Johnny credit and hopefully I could go, I could go play 
high school football stadiums right behind here. I could go, they could put me in that, that system. I don't think I could be a quarterback. Not, not, right. not even the skill set. Like, I don't think I could run uh, a <laughs> game. Yeah. Cause you and have John, to know, not only know yeah. what plays are, you have to know what everybody does on every play. Yeah. Like, so, not to mention uh, watching film and preparing and making a game plan. Like, no, I'm just going to party and show right. up hungover and, and yeah. play professional football. Right. So, hey, he had a couple wins, and uh, I don't know. I look at some of the Browns quarterbacks we've had, and he he wasn't the worst. I'll tell you that he wasn't the worst. So, you know, shut up. I, I gotta uh, ask you before we let you go. Uh-huh. Dallas Mavericks, Luca, and and is, how, how's the Dallas Mavericks season gonna go? Uh, hopefully better than last season. Okay, I don't know. I mean, the talent's there. Uh, uh-huh. f- I think for most of the season they were uh, five to an eight seed i mean they were going to be a playoff team and then mm-hmm. up until the last week it was like a 90 percent chance they were going to make the playoffs um and i think part of it was we realized the, the mavericks realized they're not going to do anything even in the play-in game so they lost the last couple of games potentially tanking on purpose they were ta- yeah i remember yeah uh, so they could keep their draft pick because it was top 10 protected I don't play. Um, <laughs> and, and keep that realizing, hey, we're kind of mediocre. We're, you know, let's reset. Uh, yeah. And they did get they did get lively. Who looks like he could? Yeah. You know, it, it looked more like a project player when you drafted him, but he's had a couple of good games. Better than nothing. Better yeah. Than yeah. Uh, and I think the whole Luca Kyrie thing early on was like, whose team is it going to be? It's not that they're fighting for that spot. It's right. like they're like, no, here you take the. And I, it even cost them. I don't say cost them a game, but it cost them an opportunity to win a game at the end when. Yeah. They kept passing the ball back. Oh, Somebody just, take a no, shot. Should, and they nah, didn't get nah, a good nah, shot. Nah, yeah. Right. Uh, but Luca has made it known early. This is his team. Uh, yeah. 30 point triple double to start off the season. This crazy shot I saw where he kind of just flung it up or something. And yeah. made a free, that was, that was yeah. nuts. Plus, and, him and Kyrie can coexist together. They just had to run it like how yeah. Kyrie and LeBron did it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, I don't know how Jason Kidd has the their minutes running this year, but I know last year it worked well where Luca comes out a little bit early. Um, oh, so Kyrie plays the whole first quarter and then Luca plays first or doesn't play the first couple of minutes of the first quarter, but the entire game outside of injury or anything weird, the entire game, either Kyrie or Luca is on the floor. And for most of it, they're both on the floor. Uh, and I like that, but even, you know, like the last couple of drives the other night, he'd scored all the Mavericks points four straight threes. Wow. And even that last one for the game-winning shot, he couldn't get a shot, so he passed it off and then got it back and then still couldn't pass it off. Like, his idea was, I'm making the shot. Uh, now, down the road, is that an issue for Kyrie? I, I, I have no clue. It seems like, hey, it's going well now. And I'm 100% convinced it's going to end badly one way or the other. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, just hopefully that's a Think couple years down it. the road. Maybe we have a championship. Like, it's always – Kyrie, yeah. it always ends – Think about it. If Kyrie said himself with Cleveland, it was primarily him. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least he's taking ownership. I give him that. I mean, it it may not be as bad as you know the divorce with Boston was, or even right. Oh, that was. Or worse. even Brooklyn. Hopefully, <laughs> they can keep that you know under wraps. But if you could, you know, win a championship out of it, I mean, it definitely makes it worth it. But yeah, at least let it. Let it sit there a couple well, of years. With Kyrie, he, always, he thinks the earth is flat. So as long as you don't run off the earth, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's just kind of, uh, it's just kind of managing. I think that's Jason Kidd's role is yeah. like, let's just manage it. Keep him happy to an extent. Kyrie seems to like his, his role. He knows it's Lucas team. That's cool. Uh, but at the same time, when he got traded, 
there were all kinds of you know controversy controversy with the books thing and flat earth and he wasn't a hot commodity so he might be thinking okay let's just yeah fly into the radar let's play well let's not you know you know because i mean when he got traded to the mavericks we didn't know where he was going to be his contract was like hey either the mavericks have got to give me or another team has got to sign me so Mm -hmm. for my benefit i better you know behave well oh the company line for a little bit Kyrie. that's yeah and he's i mean he's it's worrisome, but he has been able to do it for other teams. Well, he's, he's like I said, I think he's the best ball handler, ball handler since Isaiah Thomas, and the things he can do with the you know the left and the right hand, and you know yeah. he had those videos with the I, mic. I'm not convinced and, that this is the, this is just the perfect situation for me. He's not. It's not going to go badly. It, it will some point. Let's just hope they can get well, something got, out of it before it does. I'll, I'll say what, for the Mavericks, for them to extend, Derek Lively going to have to do his thing down there yeah i mean yeah you you just don't have any competent big men yeah he's to do anything that's their problem yeah Yeah. he's uh unfortunately he's gonna have to do that here early in his career yeah Um, i i I like the pick and i was thinking yeah and it looks like he's kind of i mean they're using him a lot more um than they did wood last Mm -hmm. year i know wood would play well when he came in the game but he would only you know kid would only play him 12 minutes or something like that just wouldn't play him a lot, but Lively seems like he's he's able to. It's 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 very early two games, but you like what you see from him. Yeah, I'll tell you what didn't go bad was having you on, my friend Ashton Nix, uh, on our this show. It's been today. fun. You were, you, yeah, you, I like really, this. Really good, but you know, what? tell us where and tell the audience where they can find you at because I got it scrolling underneath, but it's always better to hear it in person for our, our audio so that everybody know where they can find Ashton underscore Nix. Yeah, search that on pretty much any social media platform. I have a pretty uncommon name. It's, you know, I'm going to pop up if you search Ashton Nix. Uh, <laughs> we're all of our, you know, I have a, a podcast and a couple of shows uh, at Peak One Sports. If you want to search that, you can find me as well. Awesome. Okay. awesome. Like I said, we'll, we'll have to have you on when the Rangers win the World Series. Or we're going to have to have you on. As soon as they win the World Series, if that happens, I'm messaging you. Say, get me oh. on next show. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Because, like I said, yeah. and then you can rub it in, and then I can start crying because my. Yeah, I said I was a level fan. I'm not wearing any Rangers gear. I'm like, let's just, you know, give uh, intellectual answers here. Uh, or we going if they win the World Series, I'm coming oh, out. Go Homer. Rangers go, gear. I'll, I'll be Homer. full. I'll be full. Yeah. Homer. I can be awesome. that annoying Cowboys fan. Yes, be that. I just be that like guy. there's no reason to be it, but if you know. The same if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, yeah, I, you're not going to be able to stand me for a couple of weeks. Good, awesome. good, good, good. Well, or we go out to have you on if we had that yeah. dream matchup, Dallas versus Cleveland in the Super Bowl. There you go. Well, that's, that's yeah. really <laughs> He's like, no, right. let's, let's just hey. worry about the Rangers first. They both, just, got yeah. the defenses. they both got the defenses. Yeah. That's, that's true. We just got to yeah, get right? our QB situation together. <laughs> yeah, we'll worry about Rangers, Arizona. Yeah, basically game three a five game series now. Game yeah. three tonight. Let's go, Rangers. Let's go. Let's bring it home for Texas. That's right. And I always tell my son, there's only one state flag that flies just as high as the American flag, and that is the the Lone Star State, the, the mm-hmm. state flag of Texas. So, and I always like Walker, Texas Rangers. Shout out to Chuck Norris. That's good stuff back in the day. So, <laughs> always but, shout uh, out to th- Chuck Thanks Norris. for coming on, Ashton Nix, and uh, we will talk to you soon. And go Rangers. Go Rangers. It was fun. Thanks, guys. Yep, All right, you. Ashton, have a good one. See ya. See ya.
Awesome, Keith. Awesome, Keith. Okay, so you know what? I had him on longer because guess what? He was a great guest, and you know what? I always, mm-hmm. I always, you know what? I can, you know, when, when people give good answers, I let them on because you know what? Oh, yeah. One thing about uh, I always say this about kids these days—they don't know how to talk. They get on social media and things like that. So I always, always appreciate people that uh, you know are good uh, orators, as uh, mm-hmm. I would say. So we got we got to pay the bills. So uh, we got some things to do, Keith. I know we got uh, 24 minutes before uh, Mad Mondays. Correct. Shout out your show. Oh, well, actually, no Mad Mondays today. No Mad Mondays. Okay, well, well then we'll we'll, we'll uh, get it going because you know what I may want to eat dinner today, so then we'll, 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 we'll do that. So need too. So that hey. there's nothing nothing wrong with that. So what we'll do is we'll pay some bills right now, and what we'll, how we'll all right. How will we do that? As I'm stuttering over my words, but we will do it <laughs> with Dubby. That's right, it's Dubby time. You want an energy drink that you can mix at home that doesn't give you the shakes or the jitters or make you crash. If so, then try Dubby. Their products have no calories, no sugar, no maltodextrin. Like I said, I have no idea what that is, but the fact that they don't have it, probably a good thing. No fillers and no artificial colors. Dubby has great flavors such as Dragonade, Galaxy Grenade, Beach and Peach, and Dub Sludge right there. Get that Dub Sludge right there. So head on over to W.GG and use the coupon code. We like sports to get 10% off your order. So you want to do that? Also, also shout out to at Official League. Like I said, got great hats. So you want to check out at Official League. And then the Snooze You Lose podcast. So don't forget to check out the Snooze You Lose podcast with Uncle Joe, the Black Bookie. He will get you set for this Sunday Snooze You Lose pick of the week. So like I said, who doesn't want to have a little bit more money? So uh, head on over to the Snooze You Lose podcast with Uncle Joe, and he'll get you set up and uh, hopefully make that more money. So, And also Titan Nutrition, because if you're looking for a good protein product, then head on over to titannutrition.net backslash we like sports. So there you go. There's the housekeeping <laughs> right there. What's up? It's your boy Uncle Joe, the Black Bookie. Don't go anywhere as you're listening to the We Like Sports podcast. Once the show is over, tune in and subscribe to the Snooze You Lose podcast, available on all streaming platforms. Our show is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together. So tune in and like I always say, Snooze You Lose. What's going on, We Like Sports Podcast fans? We wanted to take the time to tell you about our great friends at Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Sidelines is known to have the best wings in the Cleveland area, with over 30 different wing flavors, including our favorite, the Spicy Honey Blast. Sidelines also has their steak special every Wednesday, all day, for only $9. You get a perfect 8-ounce strip steak served with your choice of a baked potato or fries with a side salad with the dressing of your choice. This great deal is for dining only. Stop in to see our friends at Sideline Sports Bar and Grill at 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Again, that's 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Or give them a call for takeout at 330-220-0888. 330-220-0888. Sideline Sports Bar and Grill for nights you never remember, but the friends you'll never forget. And also, 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 like I said, we need to go around the NFL. So we're going to go around the NFL in a very, very fast manner today, okay? So let's do that. So what we'll do is I'll I'll say the games, I'll say about one thing, and then you give your thoughts about it, and then we'll move on. Uh, So Thursday night game, we had the Bucks and the Bills. Bills won 24 to 18. Baker Mayfield with a Hail Mary at the end. It came up unanswered. I thought it was weird. Uh, My friend at work. You know what? He could have caught that ball if he had. Yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you, Godwin or whatever. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm glad we're thinking the same thing on there because like nobody looked at it, but he could have caught it. So all right, we'll move on to the Cowboys beating the Rams 43 to 20. Like I said, as Ashton Nix or, or uh, fine guest said, uh, Dak looked good. He had four touchdowns, and you know one fun stat from that: Deron Bland had his third pick six of the season. So you don't yeah. see that too often. He took over from where Diggs left off. That's correct. All right, moving on. Titans 28, Falcons 23. Like I said, that was the Will Levis uh, game where he had four touchdowns. Yes. Yes, and I was about to say, yes, they throw back uniforms yesterday. Will Levis. Man, them uniforms is fire. (laughs) Every time I see those, I'm like, reminds me of the Warren Moon days, uh, you know. It reminds me of the Earl Campbell days. Or if you're going to bow, okay. Uh, okay. uh, And Warren Moon, too, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, man. All right, we'll go down to Saints 38, Colts 27. Derek Carr, he rebounded, had 310 yards and two touchdowns in a game that probably, unless you're a Saints or a Colts fan, probably didn't pay attention to. <laughs> hey, is Jameis Winston available? Oh, I was about to say, Peyton Vince, shout out to Peyton Vince with a little break ed news right there. Uh, there are reports out there that the Minnesota Vikings are looking oh, uh, to, to maybe acquire Jameis Winston from the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we need to be trying to acquire Jameis Winston. Famous Jameis <laughs> and his crab legs. I'll take that. Moving on to the Patriots, 17, Dolphins, 31. Tua had three touchdowns and looked good. But, you know, here's a fun stat about that game. Tua is now 6-0. Oh. Also, well, yeah, Jalen Ramsey came back and had an uh, interception. But and Tua interception. 6-0 and against Bill Belichick. Wow. Ain't that something? Mm. That is, that is okay. Like Bill, I said, you should feast on Ricky on young. I know TV. exactly the fact, right? I, I don't know. He must have that magic. I think elixir. it's that left. I think because two is left. It's that left. You get some confused. It's that Bill, left. Bill, he throw Bill, Bill off right there. When Bill's looking at the tape, it throws him off. He does everything backwards, and it doesn't work out. I guess I don't know how that works out. But uh, like I said in my break ed news, you had the Battle of New York, New York. Like I said, they did it in New Jersey. Mm. That's how bad this game is. Jets did win thirteen to ten. Uh, wh- uh, what happened? There? Ugly football game. Ugly game, but here's what happened too. Because I was uh, reading about this game, I actually was watching it, but I was kind of flipping back and forth. But uh, on a fourth and one play, late in the fourth quarter, the Jets on the set, the Giants were on the Jets' 17 yard line. Dayball opted to go for a field goal. Okay, they missed that field goal. It led to the Jets getting the ball and then going and getting the game tying, and then the, obviously the game winner in overtime. But like I said, enough about bad football. We're used to it in Cleveland, unfortunately. Moving on to the Jaguars beating the Steelers 20 to 10. Only thing I can say is the Jags' fifth straight win. Pickett, Kenny Pickett got hurt in that game. And uh, what's his face came in? Uh, the Miles Garrett, uh, helmet guy, um, whatever took the helmet to, uh, had two interceptions on that one. Mason oh, Rudolph. You're talking about Mason Rudolph ended up playing too, or was he it Mr. Trubisky? Oh, was it Trubisky? My bad, my bad. It was Trubisky. I, just, Trubisky, it was Trubisky. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The mentor product from uh, Northeast Ohio. Yeah, Mason my bad. Rudolph put his check out. He had his helmet on like he was going in. I'm like, he was, well, yeah, I was just, I, I, you know what? I must have Miles Garrett on my mind. It's spooky season. Yeah. And I was just thinking, yeah, okay. But you know what? That but you know what? That game reminded me of both the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game in September. Yes. And the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game last mm. this month. Where Pittsburgh was in it, the only difference is Pickett got hurt That's right. this time, where he didn't make a big play at the end like he did against us and he did against Baltimore. Well, Keith, as I said, that Spider-Man, you know, that meme where they're all pointing at each other, uh, when you got Mason Rudolph, uh, Mitch Trubisky, and Kenny Pickett, it doesn't really matter. who. If I, if I got it wrong, does it really matter? It doesn't yeah. really matter. And plus, <laughs> it's funny, the refs 
swallowed their flag when a um, dude planted um Barry Pickett into the ground. Yeah, he did. Didn't he? Well, I I, like, <laughs> damn, they ain't calling that. Well, they must not I like said, the kid. Wow. <laughs> no, <laughs> <be> next. <laughs> next, Eagles 38, Commanders 31. Jalen Hurts, four touchdowns. A.J. Brown, two touchdowns. Sam Howell uh, had 397 yards and four touchdowns in a high-scoring fest, uh, but the Eagles got it done. And like you said, they played wow, the Cowboys. Yes, yeah. sir. That should be a good game coming up. So. Yes. Battle of the rookie quarterbacks. At, like I said, Bryce Young got the win over C.J. Stroud. But as the Panthers won 15-13 on a time-expiring game-winning field goal by Eddie Pinheiro, hmm. C.J. or C., um, Bryce Young let him down the field. So that was nice to see. Well, nobody watching us, set people. In but nobody's like, like, like you said. No, well, nobody, nobody watching. <laughs> All right. Uh, like I said, well, before we get into what you're going to talk about, I won't go into too much. But yes, the Seahawks beat the, our Brownies 24 to 20. Uh, I'll say this Browns D showed up late in Seattle being down 14 nothing. And I think they checked out two minutes early, uh, letting that final drive. They, they could at least tell them to a field goal. They didn't have to give up a touchdown. I do think that was a, a, a DK Metcalf holding on that. It's Jackson Smith. Yes. That yes, was when the ref game. swallowed the flag again. Even DJ DK Metcalf looked at the ref like he thought he was going to be called. He knew for the he got caught. He knew he, he, knew he got caught late. I was like, "Damn, y'all ain't throwing the flag." I said, "Yeah, oh, even, my God. even Metcalf thought he was uh, should have been." I guess the ref, ref said, "Screw you, Cleveland." They you did. They did. Well, they, yeah, they, they did. Uh, Ravens thirty-one, Cardinals twenty-four. Now the Cardinals come to Cleveland this See? week. Uh, Gus Edwards, three touchdowns for the Ravens. Like I said, See, that's why the Browns needed to win See, this because the Ravens keep winning. You know what's crazy about the Ravens? The games they lose, you be like, how in the hell yeah. do they like that Colts do this? game. Yeah. How yeah. do this team ever lose? I know. I was like, how did this team ever lose? But give the Ravens credit. They went into Arizona. Probably had a little letdown. Probably, you know, yeah. yeah. They had a little letdown, but they got the job done. They do what they're supposed to do. They win the yeah. games they're supposed to win. And remember what I said these last three seasons. Yeah. When, Baltimore, yes. when Lamar is healthy, they win. They're in first place. They win. And when, yep. And when they're not the Bengals, then win. So speaking of the Bengals, they went to San Francisco. 49ers have lost three in a row now. But here's the scariest part for Cleveland fans, Baltimore fans, and Pittsburgh Cincinnati fans. Cincinnati done won three in a row. <laughs> Cincinnati's won three in a row, and Joe Burrow looks pretty healthy Man. now. He scrambled around and made a pretty seven-yard pass. Now, it was only a seven-yard pass, but, I mean, he was scrambling, running, dodging, and stuff like that. So, I think that calf looks pretty healthy, and I think the Bengals might be poised to make a run. But to your point, if Lamar stays healthy, I think it's the Ravens' division. But if not, Ooh. those pesky Bengals are all going to be on their heels. Man. I... <laughs> Cincinnati would be in my top ten on Wednesday. I'll say that. I would say they're entering and another team is leaving. <laughs> well, be, be, stay tuned in for that. Cause that's always fun. Uh, yeah. Chargers 30 bears, 13 Herbert, three touchdowns. And um, not much to say about this game. Dude, I mean, Staley would have got fired if they lost. If they would have lost. Yeah. <laughs> they better have won. <laughs> yes. Let's up. Uh, let's preview the Monday night matchup real quick. Tonight. We got the Raiders at, the Detroit Lions, uh, Lions seven and a half point favorites. Garoppolo may come back and play this, but here's the fun stat of this. Raiders have failed to score at least 20 points in seven of their past eight games. Talk about offensive mm. utility. Didn't they hire Josh McDaniels because he was supposed to be an offensive guru? That's what you thought. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what they thought too, and it's not getting done. So, Man. yeah, anybody that watches that game tonight, I mean, like I said, there's game three of the World Series. I mean, I, I'm going to be tuning into both. But, NBA uh, basketball on NBA tonight. basketball and NHL. Like I said, it, it's the sports yes. equinox today. All four. Yeah. Yes. So we went around the NFL. That's always fun to do. But um, you know, oh, you got one. Play. You got one that you did forget about. Kansas City losing. Oh, I did. To oh my gosh, I did forget it. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. You know why I forgot about that one? Because uh, Kansas City wants to forget about that one. Uh, I believe that Patrick and, Mahomes and Denver trolled them, leaving out playing a Taylor Swift song wow. at the conclusion of the game. <laughs> yeah, I guess supposedly Aaron Goldhammer on ESPN Cleveland today. He's a big Denver fan. He's from Denver. He's from he Colorado. Said, so yeah. So he he said uh, Patty Mahomes had might have had the flu or something because he wasn't uh, buying into his Broncos turning the corner. And I know Russell Wilson had three touchdowns, but I wouldn't say this is the uh, ascension of the Denver Broncos. But it was a good win. Good win. Think about this: if the Browns had Russell Wilson's production, oh, Browns would be Super Bowl contenders. I'm not hearing this. <laughs> So would it, would it be Brown's country? Let's ride. Would it be Brown's country? <laughs> Who knows? But <laughs> he's he's actually played well. The defense in Denver yeah. went to hell. That's true. So no, you're right. He's actually did what he is supposed to do. Well, thank you, Keith. Because you can't go around the NFL unless you hit the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos, and what was yeah. uh, a nice upset. So thanks for that one, Keith. And uh, like I said, anytime we can mention Taylor Swift, anytime we can mention Taylor Swift, always. You know, hey, we got people want we just like the NFL. We're not stupid. You mentioned Taylor Swift, and you get more eyes on you. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time. Let's let's do this because we were talking about the Browns and the Seahawks, but it's time for another rousing edition of For Real, For Real. Keith, take the mic. Do, 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 do. I'm gonna say this. You will see a lot. You. The Browns organization, front office, and Jimmy Haslam are going to show you, the fans, if they're really serious about winning or they're just jacking us off as usual. Trade deadline is coming up. We need a quarterback. Because they have to go in business as though Deshaun is not coming back no time soon. They have to. That injury that Deshaun has, that rotator cuff, isn't going to all of a sudden do a magic healing. It's not. It's not. And you also, you got to find somebody in case he can't go. And honestly, I don't see him coming back till. December, maybe January, late November, December. Because think about this. Think about this. If they don't make a move and get a quality backup, and if we still have to ride with PJ Walker, this team will be four and seven before you can blink. Just like Jacoby Brissett was last year, four and seven. There's a difference, though. Okay. The Browns' defense was horrible and deplorable last year. Yeah. This year, the defense done gave them a fighting chance. That's true. And the special year. teams is better. Special teams way better. And think about it. We're four and three. And we done lost the turnover margin in almost every game, except maybe the Indianapolis game. 
in the Tennessee game, I think maybe. I think. Yeah, I think we had two turnovers then too. Yeah. And like I said, PJ Walker got my utmost respect and everything for real, for real. But you can't keep turning the ball over. Do you Gee. know our quarterbacks done equated to ninety percent of the Browns' turnovers this season? Well, speaking of one in particular. When he missed David Njoku and threw that interception, first off, I'm thinking to myself, how bad to the left did you miss that? And then another thing, too, that was three points we missed right there because if, if, that, if that's an incomplete pass, we're in field goal range. Like, there's things about that his turnovers are they're taking points away, and that's what I have a problem with. And, I, and also, like I said, Jimmy – you went all in with the Bucks and got Damian Lillard. Go all in and get us a backup goddamn quarterback. <laughs> yes. Thank shit. You. This shit is ridiculous. And For I mean, real? not against P.J. Walker, but Kevin, you get a little bit of blame too. Third and three at your 40, what is it, the 44, 45, 41-yard line, third and three? Yeah. With time, with two minutes left. Kevin, you got Kareem Hunt. You got Pierre Strong. (laughs) You got Ford. Run the ball. Run the ball. If you don't make it, your kicker, your punter has been spot on all season. Yep. Putting people back at their 9, 10 yard line. Corner coffin time. Corner coffin. Yes. And then the defensive field lifted, but right then you put the defense in a fuck, I mean, a language <laughs> in a bad position. Yeah, I think Again. your word was better. I think your word was better, Keith, more accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to trying to be <laughs> what's the man. Hey, for show. real, for real. That's the for real, for real right for there. Real, you put them in a fucked up position. And even though the defense is still like 55, 60 yards. But you killed the momentum. It was demoralizing. It was demoralizing. Demoralizing. They like looking like, you mean to tell me? Here we go go again. (laughs) And and I said this point yesterday on Lockdown Sports on the pregame. I did like a 10-minute quick pregame. I said, no turnovers. If the possession ends in T, F, P, which means touchdown, field goal, or punt. It's a win. What what do we do? Three turnovers. This ain't Terrell Owens. This is not Terrell Owens. This is Terrell All on the quarterback. All three. And then on top of that, that game, P.J. Walker should have threw for about 350. Yeah. Because he missed receivers that was open. He threw. He was. He was already predetermined where he was going to go with the ball. The one pass, and I said this to myself, when we was tied at 17 and we took the field goal to go ahead, I said to myself, Elijah Moore was wide open up the middle. Wide open. And you threw in a double coverage of Cooper. But the ball really, if the DB would have been looking, it should have been intercepted. Right. And I said to myself, Three points ain't going to get it done against these dudes. They're going to have to score seven. Then on top of that, what defense had they placed? If that 
if Mitchell catches that oh. pick six, that's ball game. Mm. Geno Smith is done after done. that. That's done. That is- done. But Kevin, but honestly, I'm going to say this. Kevin called a good game up until that last play right there. That is for real, until for that real. Play. He called a good offensive game plan until that play. And I was like, Kevin, you got. Now, if you had Deshaun in there healthy, I could see you doing it. Right, right. But Know your personnel. Know your personnel. <laughs> you didn't have Deshaun in there. You had P.J. Walker. And he barely see. He can barely PJ Walker, the line. Does PJ Walker know this is for real? For real, does PJ Walker make Kyle McCord look accurate like Peyton Manning? <laughs> he makes Kyle McCord look like Tom Brady out there Ooh, for and, real. And I ain't for even real. shitting on Kyle McCord because I actually no, like right, him. right, right. And I actually really think, which is going to be a shame, you're going to really see the best of McCord. Probably in the playoffs and next season. Yeah. Unfortunately, Marvin, unfortunately, Maserati Marvin gonna be there next no, year. That's, well, <laughs> and that like I said, that that is the for real, for real. But right there. That front office need to get on a job. They need to get on a job. Andrew Barry, Jimmy, what Dee Podesta, what the fuck are y'all doing? Get on your job. Get us a backup quarterback. Goddamn. Get Tannehill. Shit. Get Jacoby Brissett if you can. Try to get Jameis Winston if you can. Get somebody in here competent. P.J. Walker is a nice guy. But it's not sustainable, dude. We'll be 4-7 and before you blink if he got to be quarterback. End it with your two famous words. <laughs> for real, for real, Keith. That was yes, great. Sir. That was Thank great. You. Like I, there, I, I love your rants. Like I Jimmy, said, like, I, get on your fucking job. I throw you. I throw red meat out there, and you're eating it like a lion right now. So uh, here's what we're gonna do, real quick. We, we're gonna hit on these topics, and we're gonna play our game real quick. Um, okay. I, I, I made um, notes, and uh, okay, so let's do this. All right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do, you since you we'll go time hop. We'll, we'll do time hop real quick because you're good. And at I this. got one more. I got one more thing to say on this. Let yeah, me go, go ahead, to go time ahead. hop because I'm telling you, if the season goes off the rails, everybody worried about number four. Talking about number four, don't want to be here, but trust and believe, number four is going to be here, and he'll probably be the only person you recognize next year. Wow, because. Wow. You better be worried about 95. You better be worried about 21. You better be worried about zero. Well, we're worried about time hop right now. You better be worried about 24. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to time hop. Time hop, 2004, because that's Casey's favorite year. The World Series in 2004 was between the Cardinals and Red Sox. What oh, wow. edition of the World Series was it? What like you know how many how many World Series was had it been up until this point? Oh shit! And it's, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not like it's not like it was a seventy seventh World Series. This is it's a major number here. It's a major number. It's a 100? round number. It's a round number. Is it a hundred? Yes, it was the hundredth edition of the World Series. That is right. How many 
How I'm many? Be honest, of- I completely guessed that. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, you completely guessed it right. How many Hall of Famers played in that series or were a part of that World Series? 2004, Big Poppy, um, yep. Pedro. Yep. Kurt Schilling. No. Kurt Schilling went on the Red Sox team? He's, he's not, no, oh. yeah, but he's not a Hall of Famer yet. Oh, damn, he's not a Hall he's of still, Famer yet. He's still missing it because I think people don't like his uh, views. <laughs> they think he's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean that, that's the truth. It, it, two of these guys, I don't actually. One oh, of them's a manager. That. One of them's a manager. Uh, oh, Tony Larusa. Yes, Tony. Wow, good, good, good catch with that one. And two of them, one of them just got in recently as a third baseman. That helps. Third baseman. I, I don't. I don't even know if they should really should be. I don't know. I, these these two. Right, one of them is from Canada. If that helps too. Who played for Boston and Canada? No, who played for? It, 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 these are both Cardinals now. Both Cardinals. That. Yep. Play, who played for St. Louis back then in two thousand and four? Ah. <laughs> well, you got three out of five. So I for for time's sake, it was Scott Rowland and Larry Walker. Wow. Yeah, I know that's wow. the thing. And I know Scott Rowland just got recently in and up with it. Yeah, he just got inducted. Yeah. yeah that just so shows that. baseball and nothing against Scott Rowland. Congrats to Scott Rowland. Right. Baseball. But get off your high horse. And you got that Manny Ramirez. You got yep. all these other people. Pete Rose. Sorry, but Pete Rose. <laughs> come on. It's like, come, come on, baseball. Get yes, off your high horse. Because a lot yeah. of y'all writers do old fucked up bullshit too. That's correct. Y'all probably trick in everything. But got the nerve to determine just because a dude might have used steroids, not. But steroids brought back the game because the game almost died. Chicks dig the long ball, but everybody else did too. Exactly. The game almost died. From that strike yep. in 94, the game almost died. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, let's hit up some college football talk real quick. So we had the, the Michigan st- sign stealing thing. Now, I guess uh, it's been reported that, um, like I said, in my breakhead news that a contract offer was extended. Now, I don't know if it was extended to, but it was in the works. And I guess they mm. pulled it back from Harbaugh. Um, OSU survived Wisconsin with, uh, in, and they only got Rutgers, Michigan State, and Minnesota before their class with Michigan on November 25th. So that'll be fun to see. Um, obviously, we had Georgia winning over Florida in the – okay, so when they play in Jacksonville, what is the nickname of that game? It's the largest blank party. Um, oh, They always mention it. So I, it was a trivia question the other day, and uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's the largest blank party when Georgia and Florida get together. Uh. Kirby Smart wants to get rid of this game. They've been playing in Jacksonville since 1933. But I was about to say they've been playing in Jacksonville for the longest. Yeah, right. In that game. But damn, I forgot. It's the largest right. cocktail party. Because I hate SEC football. I yeah. do. Well, you know what's funny about that? When they play at a neutral site, you can't bring in recruits. And that's why Kirby Smart wants to bring it back to. Yeah, I did not. Oh. not, not <laughs> yeah. And, and he wants to bring in his he wants to home and home. Yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. So I did not That's know that. That's why. Yep. Because he might lose a recruit to Florida here. That's right. That's right. So mm-hmm. also um Kansas, I was I watched this game. This was on Fox and FS1. It beat Oklahoma. Um, it, it beat Oklahoma. But what's fun about that one was uh after they won the game, the Kansas fans uh took the goalpost down 
and they threw it in a, in a lake. I thought that was kind of cool because it was the first time since 97 they'd beat Oklahoma and the first time since 84 they beat a ranked team or whatever like that. So good for Kansas and the Jayhawks. And, Congrats uh, to the Jayhawks. Yep. And now, now my biggest question for the college football talk that we're doing is now the college football playoff parent rankings come out tomorrow. Who do you, Keith Allen, have in your top four for the initial pairing? Georgia, Georgia, Michigan, Michigan. Florida State, and the Ohio State University. You know what, Keith? Are you reading? Are you reading my notes? Because I had the same top four. Now it may not be that. Now, now from what might I'm not hearing, be that order, but but that's who I believe because they're undefeated right now. I think Ohio State actually might be one when they when it all oh. when it comes out. So, hey, but no, Keith, we're I'll thinking alike. It. Great minds think alike here. Yes. Great minds think alike. Um, we had the NBA tip off. Um, let's okay. So last night we had the Kings beat the Lakers 132 to 127. De'Aaron Fox had 37 points. So that was fun to watch. Uh Dame and Giannis, I guess they're still learning because they got crushed by the Hawks 127 to 110. What else is new? It's Denver's three and no. But I want to talk about this. Cavaliers right now, one and two, blew like a nine-point lead to Oklahoma City when the final minute half. My bad. I, it was even worse than I thought. So talk to me about the Cleveland it Cavaliers. Was 10. Chet Holmgren and company went to work with two minutes left. Oh. Cavs had a 10-point lead. They was up one oh it was up 102 to 92. But about two minutes left. And OKC, no, they was up 100 to 90 with about two minutes left. That's right, that's right. And OKC ended the game on an 18 to 5 run. And again, yeah, I believe you, you did the post game. I, I, yeah. So check out the articles at We Like Sports. PC. And like four to five trips down, OKC hit threes. Yeah, I saw. I remember uh, Shea hit one, um, and uh, somebody I forget who the other cat was that. Chad Holmgren hit one. Chad Holmgren hit one. Dort hit one. Dort. It was Dort. I always meant yeah, Dort. That's right. That's right. Dort. Dort hit one. Yeah. Man, I think Shea might have hit two. I think. Yeah, I know he hit the one over Mitchell and put his arm. Yeah. Uh, And Chad Holmgren just drove and was like. When you lose to a guy with last name Dort, no offense, but I mean, it's just not your night, I guess. I don't know. But I'm going to say this about Chet Holmgren. He get a little more strength in him. Oh, I know. That dude going to be a problem because that dude handles the ball like a guard. He does. Him and Wemby, I'm telling you, the NBA's turning uh, into sticks. Turning into sticks right now. <laughs> and the thing is, I didn't see none of that when he was at Gonzaga because they had a more plan, a traditional big. But Okay, see, that dude, man, once he gets used to the league, gets a little stronger, he's going to be a handful. Well, you know, tomorrow is Halloween, so we wanted to play a nice game here where I'm going to give you a couple sports topics, and you're going to tell me and tell the audience of the We Like Sports show, is it a trick or is it a treat? And what I'm going to do is, what I'm going to do is... Like I wrote an article, like I said, uh, check out we like sportspc.com where I gave a couple of them. And like for instance, I said Deshaun Watson, I said that he was a trick because 230 million for being a cheerleader and he doesn't really play. And we don't know technically. He hasn't been a treat. I know that. And that's Jimmy uh Haslam, who's paid over like 91 million dollars since they've acquired him to get the mediocre performance. And like I said, I don't want to bang on Deshaun Watson, but let's be real, Cleveland fans out there and you Watson Warriors. If you're happy with the way things have been going so far, you know, that's fine. You can make the excuses and say 
say he's going to be this, he's going to be that. That's fine. Maybe he's going to be that. I'm not saying he's not going to be this. But at the same time, at, at, at you know, on 1030 of 2023, you can't be happy. And no Cleveland Browns fan can be happy with this Deshaun Watson experiment as the way right. that it's currently been going. And if you are, then congratulations. You, you like bad I'll, football. I'll say this. He got to get healthy. Yeah, right. fair enough. That's exactly. Get yeah, you get, healthy. get healthy. Okay. All right. Well, I'll give you a couple right now. So Brock Purdy, is he a trick or is he a treat? Brock Purdy. <laughs> He's starting to look like a trick now. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's He's right. He's starting to look like a trick. Think yeah. about this. The Browns provided the blueprint. And like I said, I don't know what happened with Pittsburgh. <laughs> but if anybody knows, Pittsburgh is susceptible to the run. More so than all the other teams in our division. And um Cincinnati, they're physical. Mm-hmm. And they get up and they got linemen that like to get up in your face too. Yeah. And when you don't have Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. it's getting hmm, it's getting real in San Francisco now. <laughs> Five and three. Lost three straight. Yeah. Got three in up a row. Top 10? Yeah. The Browns broke the 49ers and everybody's copying the blueprint to do it so they can thank yeah. us. Got to put pressure on Brock Purdy because he likes right. to get the ball out. And you jam Coach. the receivers. Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. Trick or is he a treat? Mm. I got to say, wait till next Halloween. <laughs> Wait till next Halloween to win he because remember Dion told everybody back in July that he right. didn't have everything he needed. Call him a treat, then you know what? I'm I I, I, I wrote about it. I, he's a treat. Here's why they're yeah. four and four. They only won one game last think year. Think about and- this. Right, right. You're going to where I was about to go. Okay. They only won one game last year and they got yep. blew out of every game. Last year, and then think about this also. They didn't take no patsies on the schedule this year. Either. No, no, they did not. You got TCU, which they beat, huh? which they beat, they beat. Yeah. Then Nebraska, yeah. Nebraska, beat who they beat, <laughs> and they're over five hundred. Yep. Hung with USC. Hung with. They played UCLA and this Colorado past Saturday, State, and, and that's the rivalry game. Yep. On really the only team that really physically took them to the woodshed, really besides UCLA, Oregon. was Oregon. Yeah, and and they they're gonna do that to a lot. They took Utah uh, to the woodshed this past weekend. So yeah, exactly. I think Oregon. Honestly, they I know they got the one loss to Washington, but of all the college football teams right now, I think they might be the best. Lanning gave them that one. Yeah, he did with his bad play call. He should have took the points. These coaches, these coaches get you take the damn points. Coaches. He should have took the points and he should have punted. Yes, well, they, they, <laughs> yes, on that fourth. Yeah, he went for it on that fourth down, and Bo Nix didn't get it. Yep. Yes. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, trick or treat? He's going to be somebody in the NFL's treat. Well, because you can set. Dude is he he's off center, but dude is a hell of a coach. I I hey, he's a hell of a coach. Right now, if I said right now I would replace Kevin Stefanski with Jim Harbaugh, would you be down for that move? 
Hell yeah, I'll be down. Well, fair enough. All right. Because I know Jim Harbaugh would have ran that damn ball yesterday. It fixes That's Ohio State's crazy. problem and it fixes the Browns' problem. I like it. It's yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Aaron Rodgers, a trick or treat? <laughs> right now, we'll see Aaron Rodgers next year. Yeah. I said four I snaps in the order. I would say, but you know what? I say he's a treat because you know what? He's influencing Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. The right way. Yeah. He has a lot of say so on Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson looks a lot better than he did last year at this time. And the Jets are four and three. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I guess I'm going to reverse it real quick for the audience's sake and because I like to play as well. Keith, give me a trick or treat. Do you have one? Just throw up something right now and I'll and I'll throw it, you know. Okay. Kevin Stefanski, trick. Oh, why or why do you do that? Why why did you do why? You want people to hate me. Okay, here's, here's the deal. Okay. Kevin Stefanski was a treat for like, I don't know, 99% of the game yesterday. Until the third and three when he became a Turn trick because, like you said, he can't help himself and he has to, to to make these plays where, yes, of course, he if it works, it works, and I get that. But you 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 were running the football successfully. Kevin, run the damn ball. So I'm going to say, you know, it's like, it's like getting a, a a candy bar where it's a Snickers, but it wasn't a giant size. It was, it was only, it was, you know, one of those fun size and it wasn't fun when you get done eating it and you want another fun size one and you realize you don't have any more, but you have you know, maybe uh, Smarties left or some other, you know, cheap candy. So that's, so that's what Kevin Stefanski is. And thanks Keith for, you know, you know what Keith, you, you just, you just throw that out there. And you're like, oh, we'll just firebomb them with the, with the toughest one. So I, I appreciate that Keith. And, uh, that's what you get on the Lockdown Sports 216 as well. So check, check Keith out as pre and post game. Uh, yes, Keith sir. Never disappoints. Never disappoints. And also I'm doing a new thing because I'm actually going to post it in an article too on We Like Sports. And every Wednesday, I'm going to post my top 10 NFL teams. It'll be the Lockdown Sports 216 Ooh. Hot 10 of the top 10 NFL teams. And it's going to be some maneuvering this week. Oh. Is there a new number one or is it the same? It's the new number one. Oh. And somebody is getting the boot out the 10. I, I love that. I love that. I love, you know what? When you get the boot from Keith Allen, yeah, he and, may bring it back the next week, but that's on you to come back. That's and you're mean. going to have a new member in the top 10. Wow. <laughs> let me guess. Let me guess. And I, and I hate to say this, but. The Bengals are moving up dramatically. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah, that's yes, fair. They are. That's fair. Yes, they are. I, I, I got to respect the game with them. They've got but fair enough. Remember, I got to respect the game with the Bengals. Well, and um, and another team, the San Francisco treat is moving out. Oh, pack your shit and get out. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, they're moving out. They might move out to 11 or 12. 
It's like that. It's like that movie Waiting to Exhale when when uh, she's uh, Angela Bassett's burning the stuff and the, the fire marshal comes. It's like <laughs> it is trash. She's like, "Ma'am, you're burning your trash." He's like, "Do you know you're burning your trash?" She's like, "She's like, it is trash." It is trash. <laughs> <laughs> so, I always like that. But I, Keith, I want to thank you. I, this is a fun pack, and at times very fast and chaotic. We like sports yes. because you know we had, we had our guest Ashton Nixon uh, talking Rangers. Shout talking out Rangers. to Ashton. Yeah, shout out to Ashton. Great. Great and guest good right luck there. to the Rangers tonight. Good luck. Yes, good luck. I'm American Rangers. League all the way. All the way. All Even the way. though I only roll with two in the American League. Would you root for the Red Sox, though? Hell no. That's right. Yeah. All right. No, no. hell. Man, Red Sox can eat. Sh- <laughs> eat chowder. They can eat chowder. They can eat yes, chowder. yes, yes. They can eat chowder and go. Fair enough. It's wonderful to see them in last place in the AO East. As a Guardians fan, I I, I I would agree with that sentiment. But Keith, any last shout outs before we uh we head out of here? Um, all I'm gonna say is Andrew Barry, Mr. D Podesta, and Call Jimmy, me. get on your J O B. Get a quarterback in here. Or get a quarterback. You gotta get a quarterback. Because be honest, Ed. We don't know what our receivers can do for real, for real. That's true. We don't, because we ain't got nobody that can get them the ball. <laughs> we don't. Well, okay. okay. Well, let's. Uh, and let's I was saying, and I ain't going to lie, I said maybe you start DTR against Arizona, but I'm going to be honest, they need this game. So they need a quarterback. Yeah. Because think about this, Ed, and I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay. This game against Arizona is the biggest game of the year. Absolutely. It's a must win. It's a must it's a win. Must win. Because do you, could you imagine if they lose? Oh, well, I'll tell you what, it'd be fun though. <laughs> Cleveland Sports Radio, Cleveland, these, these podcasts they, they definitely would be on fire. If they lose to Arizona and Josh Dobbs has a career game. Oh, I forgot about the Josh Dobbs fact. That's right, coming back to Cleveland. Oh. And the thing is with the Browns defense, they have been susceptible to chunk plays. Yes, uh, yes. One thing and the Buckeyes don't do. Yeah. And the one thing Phoenix Arizona has is Marquise Brown. Yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood. And you don't really know how Newsom is going to be. Well, I'll do. I'll tell. I'll tell everybody out there to check out the uh, Locked On Sports Two One Six uh, pregame yes. show because uh, we'll uh, we'll get you set up for that. Coming on at twelve week. o'clock next Sunday. Yes, sir. High high noon. High noon on Sunday. High noon. Because think about this: if they lose that game. And they're four and four heading into Baltimore. This season can go off the rails. And then they got Pittsburgh the following week, I think. The following week, <laughs> two. Well, we're gonna we're gonna try to stay positive and hopefully we can there. easily be four and six. Because the one thing I will say this about Pittsburgh, and they are deplorable, <laughs> but they will not beat themselves. Nope, they're yep. They will not beat themselves. Baltimore will not beat them. Be, they might have a game or two, which I think might be that time that they you'd be like, how yeah. the fuck did they lose this game? <laughs> Hopefully it'd be to the Browns next the week after. Right. That, that would be yeah. advantageous. The Browns have to win. This is a big game because mm. 
And do you really feel confident with PJ Walker? I plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. In three games, two turnovers in San Francisco. Two turnovers in Indianapolis. You, you're doing it again, Keith. You're, you're talking. You're, you're, you're giving me reality, and it hurts. <laughs> and three turnovers yesterday. That's an O. <laughs> That's spooky. Do you really have faith? Uh, you know what? If there's a vampire, I, I give him the, the the sign of the cross, and hopefully the faith Honestly. is Because <laughs> I'm telling you, Arizona is due for a victory. Well, it's not happening this week, Keith. And uh, like I, I said, hope not. I said that yesterday during the pregame show. I said, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I said the game's going to be close. Yeah. But I said the Browns luck going to run out in Seattle. Mm. Well, we were definitely. But I said, I hope I was wrong. And damn it. I wasn't, unfortunately. Well, you're going to be right this week because I think you're going to pick the Browns to win in a close game. Yeah, I'm going to still pick the Browns to win, but I would, if I was a betting dude, I I let Arizona get the points. I take Arizona and the points. Well, we'll have to see what the spread is. I don't even, I'm sure it's probably three or less, I would assume. It's three, four and a half. Oh, it is four and a half. Okay. Well, that's kind of four and a half starting off. Yeah. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens as the week transpires in Berea here. I'm telling you. And and against PJ Walker, but he's a turnover machine. I hate to say it like that. Uh, he's like Jimmy Walker, dynamite, one way or the other. <laughs> he's a turnover, and it's sad because actually, if you look at yesterday, that was his best performance as a Brown. Well, all right. Well, that's why they get. That's why they have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to hopefully figure things out. But uh, I want to. I want to thank our audience for tuning in to the We Like Sports and, Show because we had a fun. Yes, Keith. Yes. And they can't keep losing the turnover. They can't keep turning the ball over. Seventeen this, this year. This team has turned seventeen, and the quarterback's got fourteen. Well, that, I'll tell you one thing. That's yeah. the recipe. Our running backs are not fumbling. No. Well, they're not getting the ball. <laughs> our, running, our running backs only had one fumble all year, and that was the first game when Ford fumbled in the red zone against mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Now, you know this, that if I can remember when they fumbled. <laughs> Ninjoku fumbled against Pittsburgh. Yep. And Elijah Moore, if I'm not mistaken, fumbled yes. against Tennessee. That's correct. And the rest of the fumbles and interceptions and whatnot has been on our damn quarterbacks. Andrew Barry, make a phone call. If not for the Browns, say do it for Barry, Keith Allen. Get do it for this Keith shit Allen. together. You, as far as I'm concerned, he's on watch. The Podesta's on watch. And Jimmy. Jimmy, you went all in and got Dame Litter for Milwaukee. Goddamn. Get, <laughs> get your other NBA owner somebody on offense. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. Because I, I, I'm I, telling you, <laughs> if this team... I'm telling you, if this team lose to Arizona this Sunday coming up, it will be the beginning of the end of this football season. Well, that's not going to happen. And like I said, we're going to stay positive. But I want to say this also, yes. too. It's, it's trick-or-treat tomorrow. Happy Halloween yes. to everybody. May may your little ghosts and goblins uh, get all the candy that, you know, that they're uh, 
what they desire. Everybody be safe on so, Halloween. Brush your teeth as well. Brush your teeth. Yes. And, you know, you'll be Check safe. all your kids' candy that they yeah. collect yeah. during Halloween. And if you out there, adults, trick-or-treating, check your um, stuff before you treat to eat. Ooh, that's <laughs> correct. Ooh. <laughs> Fair enough. But Words from the triad committee. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Thank you for that public service announcement from the triad committee. Yes, um, and check us out next Monday at five thirty. We'll, like I said, we'll have a we'll go around the NFL Week Nine, and we'll probably talk some World Series. And you know, maybe Ashton Nix will be back on, and we'll be celebrating a, a yes, Rangers sir. World Series victory. So, no but uh, until then, until then, everybody, happy Halloween. Enjoy sports, and uh, we like sports, and we're glad you tuned in. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for tuning Peace. in, and we out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>